Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. In 2007, David Kendrick was stationed in Iraq when a sniper shot him in the legs. A few years earlier, enlisting in the Army as a teenager, David had felt invincible. But now, after two bullet wounds and the first of many eventual surgeries, David wondered if he would ever walk again. He was pessimistic, he was depressed, and he was scared of the thought of putting weight on his injured limbs. But that's when David met some physical therapists who told him that his chance of recovery was good and made him believe again. At MoveForwardPT.com, we're sharing stories of people whose lives were transformed by physical therapy, and this is one of those tales. As he recovered from his injuries, David learned the value of slow, determined progress. Here now is David sharing his experience in his words. It was June 17, 2007, where we were assigned a mission to check personnel who were coming in and out of the college for explosive devices. We had gained some intel that there may be a local attack on the college. And on this day, we didn't have any Iraqi police on the corner to help us when they were there the previous two months. So I remember walking to my truck and walking to check a backyard And then as soon as I turned around to go back to my truck, I heard the loud crack of a rifle. And I fell to the ground. And before I hit the ground, I blacked out. And my truck commander, what he told me was, I hit the ground and a truck pulled up to the scene where I was laying on the ground. And they did what's called pray and spray, where they had two guys who had AK-47s shot at me again while I was on the ground, and this is when he ran over to me, and he jumped on top of my body, and he got shot twice. He was shot once in the forearm and once in his hip, and the guys, they drove off, and he proceeded to drag me behind a wall, and that's where I woke up, and I looked at my toes, and I said, you know, something doesn't look right, and I didn't know exactly what happened, but I looked up and to my left, and I saw my truck commander laying face down on the ground, and I thought to myself, you know, oh my God, you know, something's wrong. So my dismount came over to me, and he cut my pants off right there in the middle of the street. And that's when the blood just started pooling out of my pants. And he immediately put his finger in the wound, and he applied two tourniquets to my left leg and one tourniquet to my right leg. And once they got the bleeding under control, they loaded me up into a stretcher, and I was sent to a emergency unit hospital. I was shot twice. I was shot in my left leg, and the bullet, it shattered my femur, and it severed my artery, and it hit a small nerve. And that nerve that was hit, it caused me to lose the use of the toes on my left foot. Because the wound was so big and it was so open for an extended period of time, dirt and sand got caught inside the wound, and my blood was infected with sand parasites as well. I arrived at Longstuhl Hospital in Germany, 
and I had four tiny rods sticking out of my leg, and they told me that those rods were to reinforce the femur. My right leg, there was just a bunch of soft tissue damage. So the right leg was pretty much okay. But the left leg, they told me that my artery was severed, and due to the amount of blood that I lost, I had to receive two emergency blood transfusions when I was in Germany. So the doctors told me that they didn't know if I was going to be able to keep my legs. So before every surgery, I had to sign a waiver giving the doctors permission to amputate if necessary. There were 14 surgeries in total. I just turned 20 years old when I was injured. I went to Iraq when I was 19, and I wasn't too optimistic for the future, not knowing if I was going to keep both my legs, even though all the medical staff did a great job in letting me know that, you know, I'm, I'm still here. You know, we just have to get these muscles firing off as soon as possible. Mentally, I wasn't all the way prepared to heal the way they wanted me to at the time. I always wanted to be back on the front lines with my friends. And I felt guilty that even though I was injured myself, my brothers were still over there fighting for another six months. I'm still a soldier. You know, even though I'm injured, I'm still a soldier. And my goal is to, you know, defend America. And that's what I wanted to do. I didn't sign up to heal and sit in physical therapy for two and a half years or sit in the barracks and not do anything. So it, it was very hard for me to lose even more friends after deployment because I felt like I should be out there with these guys, fighting on the front lines or at least advancing in my military career. But instead, I was in a, in a position where I couldn't progress in my military career because I was still injured. I got back to America June 25, 2007, and I see my family there, and the doctors they tell me, okay, well, these are the extent of your injuries. Now we have to start rehabbing these muscles. So the doctors were telling me these things here, and it, in their case, it was situations that they've seen before. So they were optimistic about my future, but I wasn't. You know, I'd never been shot before. I was in the hospital bed one day, and two doctors walked in. And they said, okay, well, we're your physical therapist, and we have to get your leg moving right now. In my mind, I can only see my leg twisted, bloodied, and mangled like it was in the street when I was injured, when I was laying there bleeding in Iraq. And I was so afraid for anyone to touch it because I thought it was just going to break again. And with me even moving in the bed with nobody around, you know, I was afraid to move my leg because it's just something that you don't see every day. Not to mention all the scars and the surgical tape and the the staples and the stitches that I had in my leg as well. I was afraid for anyone to touch it. I didn't want a staple to come out. I didn't want any of the stitches to fall out. I didn't want the actual wound, the bullet hole itself, to reopen. So I was afraid to have anyone touch my leg at all. When I started my physical therapy, now I didn't even know what physical therapy was, and I was afraid to actually walk, you know, to put any pressure on my leg at all. I was afraid for anyone to touch it. I met my physical therapist, and what they did, they just kept things real light. And they were receiving amputees and burn victims and things like that. And honestly, they just joked with me, and they said, you know, we've seen much worse than this. And that's what I, when I really learned, what you put into your physical therapy is what you get out of it. And it, it was just little confidence they inspired in me saying, hey, 
we're going to get you through this. You're too young. One thing you do have on your side is your youth, your heal. We'll get you through this. It's just going to take a lot of hard work on your part because you have a long road ahead of you. And for me, just staying motivated by doing little things, just trying to wiggle my toes to see if I can feel them again. So I would do very, very small things like take a towel and try to stretch out my calf muscles. Or even just sitting up was a good stretch for my hamstrings. And once I was able to actually do these small exercises in a physical therapy clinic and in my bed, then I started to be a little bit optimistic. Like, okay, I have faith in the medical team here. They know what they're doing. Like they said, they've seen worse. And so it's time for me to actually put in the hard work so I can walk again. I remember taking my first steps on the balance beams, I think about a month after I was injured and my mom was there with me. That's all I did was just take a few steps and then at the time I was actually exhausted because I, I lost about 50 pounds from the injury. So I progressed month after month. Pretty soon, uh, I think month two, I was doing a few weighted exercises like weighted leg lifts while I was in the hospital. And at the time, I was still going to physical therapy twice a week, just working on building the strength back up in the leg, I believe month seven, when I was able to walk around. And that was a milestone that I'll never forget, just being able to throw those crutches down and be able to take a few steps across the room without them. And I showed my physical therapist, and they said, well, you don't need the crutches as much anymore. We still want you to use them, but now you can use a cane as well. I was in physical therapy for a total of two and a half years, it took a long time in physical therapy for me to, to recover to the point where I am now. They take these injuries that at first you have a diagnosis and it's so uncertain, and they just work magic, bringing your muscles back to life to just help you be the best you that you can be after your injury. Like I said, I knew nothing about physical therapy. They were patient with me because there were times where I wanted to give up because I just didn't see it. And they told me, you're not going to see your results in a day. It takes time. Well, now I want to just motivate other people to stick with their physical therapy routines. What I see in a lot of people who go to physical therapy, they'll have one session where it's not painful to them, where they think that their range of motion is where they see it should be, and then they just stop going. And that's not what it's about. You definitely have to be patient in your own progress and in your own recovery, but from what I learned about the physical therapists, I mean, the ones that I had at Fort Carson, they were the most professional staff that I've ever met because without them, I mean, I wouldn't be able to walk. And like my physical therapists, they were all veterans. So they, they talked to me about the injury as well, and they said, you know, I know it's tough for you, but you have to get through this because if not, you may not be able to walk again. So they definitely keep you motivated and inspired to recover. Man. Uh, definitely are stronger than than you think you are. You know, I, I always say that adversity is only given to people that can handle it. Even though I signed up to fight, never thought I'd be injured. And going through this physical therapy, I was determined to heal and be better than I was before the injury. And now I'm able to walk and people say, I never would have known that you were injured. You walked just fine. And that's due to all the hard work that the staff at the Fort Carson Physical Therapy Clinic put in and then all the hard work that I put in even after 
being in physical therapy for two and a half years to be able to get around and walk like I can now. Thank you to David for sharing his story. You can find others like this at moveforwardpt.com. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guest is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you and find a physical therapist in your area at moveforwardpt.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com radio.